Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Slash Filmcast. I'm David Chen, and with me are... Devinder Hardwar And Jeff Kanata. Welcome to the show, everyone. It is Sunday morning, December 23rd, 7.15 a.m. as we're recording. The perfect time episode. to review movies. Perfect yeah. time to record. You know, Jeff just got up. He sounds sick. Jeff, yeah, how are you doing today? I'm a, I'm a little under the weather. Uh, but you know what? Nothing's going to stop us. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah! Um, yeah! I can't woo woo that loud because there's still people sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) I can't woo that loud. Uh, Well, anyway, we are here on the podcast today uh, to just review Aquaman before uh, the break begins. And uh, this is going to be the last episode we are going to record in the year 2018. Um, And before we wrap up the year, I just want to say it's been a pleasure uh, to both the listeners and also uh, to you guys. It's been a wild and crazy year full of yeah, what uh, a year. S- yeah. some pretty awesome movies and some pretty rough developments in the field of not movies. Um, Let's just say, yeah, movies have been like the one constant good this year. Yeah, that's so right. Thank you for movies. That's right. Well, Thanks for movies. Uh, Devendra also had a child this year, so congratulations. Oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah mo- movies are still pretty good, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm right there with you. Hey, yeah. you wonder why I'm sick. It's my exactly. My, Children exactly. are poisoning me. Mm. Every uh, winter, it's always like when I go to family parties and stuff, it's always the kids who get you sick. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll some pretty major life accomplishments this year. Devendra had a child. I got married. Jeff, did you have a, did you have a child this year or was that, was that last year? Uh, I had a child this year. Yeah. Also this year. Oh, yeah. Also this year. It doesn't, seem like, it doesn't seem like you got married this year, Dave. It feels like... <laughs> It was at like, the beginning. I remember. Yeah. I remember you had your child like right after Infinity War or something like that. Was that? Am I remembering? Yeah, that right? it was the day I saw Infinity War. We had my child. The yeah, day I saw wow. it. Yeah. Um, so. uh, yeah. Uh, we should say though that we will be doing our top movies of the year episode. We're yes. just not recording it calendar year 2018. So that will be the next episode. So fear not, listeners. If you're worried about why, why wouldn't they do a top? Movies yeah. of the year. Episode. Yeah, we everyone's always looking forward to that one. Yeah. Generally, people who have left the Slash Film Festival come back just for that episode. So, uh, looking forward to entertaining you for that one episode next week on the podcast. <laughs> but it is a weird. It's a weird year. I don't remember. Most years feel like they go by so quickly, and <laughs> this year so has long? not. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, Solo, you know, uh, feels like it came out 16 years ago. Uh, I can't believe the Ready Player One wars were fought this year over how good that movie was. Yeah. Um, Really would like to forget about that, actually. (laughs) But anyway, uh, so, yeah, uh, just wanted to thank you for this year. Hope you all have a happy holiday, uh, whatever you're celebrating this year. And uh, thank you for sticking with us, keeping your Slash Filmcast podcast tuned in on your podcast app uh, throughout the year. You're all awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the next week's going to be our top 10 of 2018, uh, top 10 films of 2018. You can find more episodes of this podcast at SlashFilmCast.com. You can also email us at SlashFilmCast at gmail.com. But today, we're not going to be doing any emails, any what we've been watching. We're just going to dive into a movie that demands our fullest attention today. He said and, dive. That's right. That is James Wan's Aquaman. That is what you do to water. <laughs> Thanks, sir. <laughs> My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life 
as a way of bringing people together. He could unite our worlds one day. Check it out. Arthur is talking to the fish. That was from the trailer for Aquaman. I'm going to read the plot summary from IMDb. Arthur Curry learns that he is the heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis and must step forward to lead his people and be a hero to the world. Jeff Kanata, you know, we've talked about superhero films on the podcast in the past. Yeah, Uh, we have. And generally, my recollection, which may not be perfect, is that you are a fan of uh, Marvel superhero films. Of course, Aquaman, for those who don't know, is the latest entry in the DCEU, DC Extended Universe, uh, of films, which includes movies such as Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, a whole different universe of characters. And with the exception of Wonder Woman, they've generally been pretty bad. So my question for yeah. you is, does Aquaman break out of that trend of terrible DCEU movies to become something that's actually enjoyable? Well, Dave, <laughs> I guess I could answer that question in the form of a limerick. Could you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find it absolutely surreal. A character with so little appeal, yes, his film is wetter, but it's also much better than BVS and The Man of Steel. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's yeah. pretty good, Jeff. It's pretty good. That's Thank pretty, you. Some, you, didn't, you. You didn't even know you were setting me up that well. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I, I will say that's true. I didn't know that. Uh, somebody in the uh, Slack Filmcast chat room was saying, like, uh, was asking the question, does Dave ever like any of Jeff's limericks? And the, the answer is sometimes when they're Dave good. Dave doesn't ever like anything Jeff does. So. When they're good, I like the limericks. That was a good one. That was a pretty good one, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I had a great time. And yes, I have said many times, Marvel Zombie from way back. Yes, I love Marvel movies uh, generally and uh, it particularly many of them a lot. Uh, but that doesn't mean I have it out for DC in any way. There's no – I love DC characters. I'm a huge Superman and Batman fan. Uh, never particularly had any love for Aquaman because, okay, Aquaman. You know, it's yeah, not who cares? really – Right. Who cares? <laughs> um, but, but I've always rooted for the DC movies and I've always been disappointed when they've come up short for me because I want them to be great. I want the DC universe to be just as fun as the Marvel universe. It just hasn't been. Um, with the exception of Wonder Woman. This movie is fun with a character I really w- didn't have much attachment to. It is well, well, let's, so can we, much Can we fun. talk about that for, for a second, Jeff? Like a, a character sure. I really didn't have that much attachment to. And like, uh, I mean, Aquaman, it's easy to forget that not that long ago, Aquaman was widely considered to be a laughingstock of the uh, comic book universe. Like, I remember whenever Aquaman was brought up in popular culture or, like, you know, Robot Chicken or something like that, you know, like... Running joke for a decade, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. running joke that that character's special ability was that he could talk to fish and he wore a, you know, fairly silly-looking gold outfit, right? And, and, you know, the the joke was always like, "Hey, hey, guys, are we fighting? Can we go to the water for a second? Because I can, I'm really good in the water. Can we guys? Can we move? The, can we just kind of move this into the water? You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it, the jokes write themselves, right? It's a, yeah. it's not a character that 
inspires a lot of uh, fan love. But to DC Comics credit, they, uh, you know, not too long ago, it's only been a few years now, they, they really rebooted, Jeff Johns came on and they rebooted the character and kind of made him awesome. Um, so he's been well, awesome. They, the they made world. him, like, yeah, certainly more aspirational. Like, he, he is yeah. someone that you can actually see uh, wanting to be or wanting to, like, get involved in your situation and help you out if you're in a jam. Uh, whereas before, that was inconceivable. Inconceivable. Mm-hmm. So Well, they doubled down on his king of Atlantis status, I think, mm. and they kind of like went into that lore, right. which the movie does as well. Yeah. And, um, and then the, I think the, the characterization that Jason Momoa embodied in the justice league movie, uh, was even different than the comic. Like he's irreverent. He's kind of a, he's kind of a bro, but in a fun way, like in those, in that movie, he was kind of fun, right? He was almost the comic relief a lot of ways, you know, mm-hmm. alongside, uh, the flash. Um, so, it's an interesting take that I wasn't sure was going to work as it, as its own movie, but this this movie at two and a half hours long, I saw that and I was like, "We need an Aquaman movie that's two and a it's half an hours." It's an long. epic, okay? It yeah. is. Uh, I had so much fun with this movie. Yes, it could have been a little shorter, but I had a great time. Visually inventive, uh, uh, it creates a wonderful. Uh, mythology for the undersea and a look and feel for the undersea people and fights and how that all works. Uh, I'm going to put this out there, Jeff, that this movie is the best proof that Avatar has had cultural impact. (laughs) 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 Like like the underworld land looks almost exactly like Pandora except underwater pretty much in my opinion. I we all hear that the next Avatar movie is going to be primarily underwater, and I was like, mm. I hope this doesn't eat that movie's lunch. Um, <laughs> I suspect that James Cameron will have some new ideas, but um, <laughs> I I loved the look of this movie. I loved. Uh, I think James Wan's action direction is awesome. There are some sequences in this that are so fun and so cool, and the way they're shot is so rad. Way better than anything you get in a Superman movie. And the fact that we have an Aquaman movie that's better than two Superman movies that we got that were directed by Zack freaking Snyder, <laughs> that's crazy to me. Uh, it, it's it's fun. It has heart. It, has, uh, it, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Is it the best movie ever? No. But it is darn fun. It knows that it's just there to entertain you. And it is super entertaining. It pulls off this character with a plum it pulls off some cool villains it, it's got a great cast by the way what a time to be alive fellas we are in a full on i don't know if you're aware of this we are in a full on dolphinsance right now mm, yep yeah i mean it is we are in the middle of dolphinsance and uh Wouldn't Lundrenaissance I, be a better no Lundrenaissance? No, no, no. cuz it's like I, a, the ai sound Lundrenaissance? okay mm. <laughs> All right, Dolph Lundgren. Either way, I am just I'm I'm so ple- pleased that he's back in the in popular culture. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great fun cast, fun movie. I I thoroughly recommend it. It has some clunky dialogue, but I didn't really even care because I was just having such a good time with these characters, hanging out with these characters, doing cool action in a visually intense, awesome, big screen popcorn entertainment movie. I, I loved it. All right, Devinder Hardwar, I want to hear what you have to say about Aquaman. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, strange to say, I think I'm right there with you, Jeff. Um, this movie, going into it, 
I, I had so little hope for for anything, really, right? I don't care about Aquaman. I think the DC universe has been, uh, yeah, mostly not great, aside from Wonder Woman. Uh, there's so many downsides. The one, the one spark of hope I had was James Wan, you know, because this is a guy I've been following since the first saw. Uh, I've loved all his movies, love the conjuring movies too. Uh, even Fury seven, I, I think there's this guy, you know, raised a franchise that was already pretty insane and like started throwing cars through skyscrapers, you know, and <laughs> dropping cars out of airplanes. Like I, he just has big, crazy ideas um so i thought maybe maybe he could have fun with this and to my delight he has a ton of fun with this you know this is a movie um where the script is pretty bad but i think james wan embraces what this movie actually is and it feels i I say this quite a bit maybe because this is when i grew up but it feels like a throwback 80s fantasy movie in a way um except with better special effects uh it's 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 just kind of a fun ride um visually inventive like you were saying jeff like the way fights are handled in this movie the camera work is just really fun i don't think you'll see another movie where uh nicole kidman is kind of kicking ass with the trident Uh, i don't think you'll see another movie where willem dafoe is effectively the yoda of this uh universe you know (laughs) as a martial arts master like there's just crazy things yeah the miyagi there's just crazy things happening here um and it just it's i think it's always fun it always got has great energy to it uh the action is great it looks fantastic um i think back to a lot of the marvel movies especially like early on the first thor is a movie i always wanted to be kind of epic i always wanted to feel big and at the end of the day we were stuck in a desert town and then on sound stages whereas here it feels like james one is fully embracing the scope that's possible with today's special effects and the scope that you can kind of cover in fantasy uh, and science fiction movies. Yeah, there's a point where uh, there's a group of people riding up on giant seahorses against a group of people riding up on, you know, uh, sharks. And it's a huge, you know, huge shot, a ton of people, a huge world around them. And I am just totally here for it. Uh, It's a movie that, yeah, tonally, it is kind of all over the place. But I think the tone itself is very, like, campy fantasy science fiction movie and that's the stuff I grew up with. I I think I kind of enjoy the tone here. Momo is fantastic. I was really surprised that I, I didn't realize Patrick Wilson was going to be the big bad. And he's here. I think just I love him as an actor, but he's really giving it his all to this sort of like um, a villain with many layers and a villain. One of those great villains who has a point, too, I think. Uh, and also surprisingly, I, I love enough, how like, he, uh-huh. sorry, just real quick. I love yeah. how he. Uh, basically looks like the classic version yes. of Aquaman. Yeah, mm. I was going to say that next. It's like, yeah, he, he looks like the Aquaman you expected. And so we got Jason Momoa, uh, who's like, who's fun. Like his, I, I still think Game of Thrones has been the highlight of his career. And we've kind of wanted him to, to be good because we liked him so much there. Uh, but I think he's great. And just giving that extra aspect to of like Pacific Islanderness to that character, bringing on uh, Tamara Morrison, uh, who will remember from the Star Wars prequels as Jango Fett, uh, yeah. bringing him in like he, he just has a great role. Uh, yeah, the script is probably the weakest part of this movie. But I think overall, if you can embrace the campiness and the silliness and like what this movie is doing, it's it's a lot of fun. The script is is weak, but not quite as weak as some of the wigs. Oh, the wigs. Yeah, well, hold on. Let's let's, <laughs> so let's get into that in a bit. But I, uh, so <laughs> this movie has made 
over $300 million worldwide already. Uh, and that's before I even really start to factor in U.S. grosses. I think it's going to be a huge hit oh, this yeah. weekend. Yeah. You know, it's not, the, the numbers haven't come in yet, but it's very promising. Uh, a lot of film critics I respect have said this movie is a lot of fun. Present company included. Yeah, uh, and I, let, let me predict. By the way, that this is the movie that breaks David Chen. And, and like here's, here's what I'm gonna say: you, you, you have all these forces. You, you have this box office, uh, uh, you know, amazing performance. You have all these critics. It's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, barely, and uh, all these people are telling you that Aquaman is good. What I would like to uh, postulate is: what if it's not? What if this is in <laughs> fact a terrible film? Well, uh, I think that, it's more like. What if I can't enjoy it? This I think is, that's this, really what it is. <laughs> this is what, what if, what if everyone a deep, is... dark hole in my heart? Exactly, that it can't is... be filled with you know CG and red wigs. What no if, what if of, ev- no everyone of, is? <laughs> no amount of moisture can 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 provide uh, any solace to my dry, withered heart. <laughs> <laughs> what if uh, everyone is laboring under the illusion? That this movie is good or enjoyable, you know, yeah. like that's that's the we, question. We all got together and we just decided to do that. I mean, than enjoy uh, the uh, thing in front of us. Y- yes, you know, yes. mass delusion is a uh, largely documented phenomenon. Um, Bar- the the Berenstain Bears, you know, phenomenon. Uh, the <laughs> you Kazam, know, Sinbad's in this movie. The Sinbad Kazam <laughs> movie. You know, like these these are these are widely documented events that have occurred. Uh, chemtrails in the air. You know, that's another thing that happens. Uh, and also. Good. People like Aquaman, right? <laughs> like this, all those things are just comparable. What I just said, right? Uh, yeah. w- what if this movie is bad? I uh, <laughs> so I saw this movie at a press screening, and after uh, the screening, the publicists always ask the critics like what they think of the movie. And I think I believe they send the reactions to uh, the studio, so they have a heads up on what's coming. I don't. I don't actually know what they do with that information. Uh, but somebody asked me, uh, "What did you think of the movie?" And I said. Uh, I thought it was terrible. And on the way out, uh, I bump into Matt Lynch, who's a film critic in Seattle area. And I said, uh, so Matt, what did you think of the movie? And he's like, oh, I loved it. Uh, he, he said, what did you think? I said, I, I really did not like it at all. And he's like, <laughs> it, he says, it has an octopus playing drums. What more yes. do you want? Yes. Yeah, Dave. fair point. Fair <laughs> this point. It fully embraces its insanity. It has an octopus playing drums. Uh, in Matt Zoller cites review of this film for RogerEbert.com, he says, quote, Whenever anybody asks me what Aquaman is like, I mention an early scene where opposing Atlantean forces square off and debate the kingdom's future. One side rides armored seahorses that whinny. The other yeah. rides armored sharks that roar. Yeah. Aquaman is as concerned with scientific accuracy as SpongeBob SquarePants, and that's one of the many reasons why I like it. End quote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah, that maybe. Scene... Underwater explosions? What more do you want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that scene really does uh, kind of encapsulate uh, a, a lot of what the, the tone of this movie is. Well, I, I think it's more like it presents to you that scene, and you're like, are you with it? <laughs> or are you not? That's your deciding moment. If you're not with it, then the entire movie falls apart, right? Here, here's what I'm going to say about this movie to its credit, okay? To its credit, I think that uh, this movie is much closer to the kind of movies we want uh, a major studio like Warner Brothers to be making. You know, uh, sure. it's, it's fun. You know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It has a positive and hopeful message. 
right? Which, when you go back Aquaman and... Aquaman does heroic things and actually helps people. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, when you, when you go back and look at, look at uh, those Batman v Superman and, and Man of Steel movies, it's just like, uh, it, it does not, it, it's not as hopeful. As this mm-hmm. movie is, right? It's not as positive. It's like they took the wrong lessons from the Nolan movies. I think that's right. what it was. Yes, right, sure. right. That's correct. That's exactly. Uh, that's a great uh, point. And uh, I, I think that this movie is definitely a step in the right direction when it comes to making an enjoyable superhero film. Uh, here's another thing: this movie does well. You know, actually, come to think of it, the, the things that I'm crediting this movie for are things that it doesn't do. Right? Here's another thing: <laughs> it doesn't do. Uh, it basically doesn't tie into any of the other DC movies at all, right? Sure. Like, there's no uh, protracted scene where Aquaman's sitting in front of a laptop, clicking <laughs> on, like, icons of security footage from, like, other characters in the DCEU, right? Like, right. He, he doesn't, like, chill out with Flash at any point in the, you know? And, well, I would have uh, loved to see that. And yeah. th- that's something that, that the, the DC movies have struggled with, which is you have to make one good movie before you can build a universe out of them, mm-hmm. right? You've got to make one good movie before you can start to figure out all the connections between the other movies. And uh, at least this movie tried to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it tried to make one good movie. Yeah. Uh, I, and, I think, by the way, it shows like how inverted or how backwards the whole DC movie universe thing happened was because they wanted all these characters and they wanted Justice League to happen, but they couldn't really wait for this, you know, and even Wonder Woman like took a while. So, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. I mean, imagine how different Justice League would have been if this movie and Wonder Woman had come out first. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Actually, I think. Did Wonder Woman come up before Justice Yeah, it did. It did come yeah, up before did. Justice League. It but it's like it didn't matter. Really. <laughs> it didn't matter. At that point, the credibility would have, was already all destroyed. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that the universe building needs to happen slowly and deliberately. And they definitely told a discrete story. E- even though it is an origin story, even though it has many of the tropes that uh, we've seen in origin stories, like it was a discrete story. They didn't get ahead of themselves. For that, I give them credit. Uh, the other thing they do that that I think DC in particular needs to realize or should have realized earlier, and I think Wonder Woman kind of gets this and Aquaman definitely gets it, is that there's a difference between the DC heroes and the Marvel heroes. And that difference is that the DC heroes are almost universally gods. Yeah. They're gods. Yeah. And about and, destiny and you taking your rightful place as the one, right? Right. It's it is it the, the types of stories that they tell. Like Man of Steel wanted to be some weird thing that just isn't Superman. And <laughs> these stories like the idea of of uh of Wonder Woman, the idea of Aquaman being these godly beings and understanding where they that they're better than human beings, you know, that they're the best of us, that they're these, these, um, it's mythology is what it really is. And the, the Marvel films, I mean, other than Thor, aren't that they aren't mythology. They're, they're sort of, uh, average people who are thrust They're you know, they're with great power comes great responsibility. And, uh, DC heroes are mythological creatures coming to terms with their place, right? It is, it is, um, trying to, be a beacon of hope for humanity. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's, I mean, that literally that's what Aquaman's about. It's about this, this character becoming a hero and he's being, a lighthouse. In the he's dark a lighthouse. Scene. Yes. That's great. Yes. 
So I, and I love the fact that these they finally came around to realizing that about these heroes. And I think that's why these these two movies in particular work best for me. Another thing to the film's credit is I, I do think it succeeds in establishing Jason Momoa as or, you know, this version of Aquaman as generally a, a cool figure, like a badass figure who can uh, get stuff done. I, I, I always kind of laughed at the idea of Aquaman as well. Uh, Entourage did a parody Aquaman movie directed by James Cameron. And mm-hmm. it's easy to forget that the joke behind that was that it was stupid like, like it was laughable the concept that someone could make a tentpole Aquaman movie, right? Or would uh, want to? Yeah, or would want yeah. to? Yeah, like yeah. That, that 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 was considered so dumb that it was a a laugh line in. And in, this is coming off of like the insane excess of like comic book movies of the nineties too. Like that's how dumb it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that even compared to those movies, it was considered ridiculous. Uh, and this movie uh, definitely. You know, this is not an Aquaman you want to mess with, I would say, right? So those are all things that I think the movie did pretty well. Um, you know, you guys have talked about the visual style and the the inventiveness of the world. And I'll say it's a style. You know, I'll say it's uh, it's definitely a singular vision. You know, it doesn't feel like uh, a patchwork of any kind. It does feel like, hey, this was James Wan's version of mm-hmm. what this world would look like. Uh, and I, I would say it's an acquired taste. You know, I found it to be very gaudy and chintzy looking, uh, and d- d- did not uh, appreciate the visuals of the movie that much. It's they're very think loud. The armor was cool. You didn't think that? I, I thought the all the armor looks were so yeah. neat. I don't know, dude. You know, at one point, <laughs> Patrick Patrick Wilson puts on this thing at near the end of the movie. He puts on this piece of armor that makes him look really silly like it makes him look it looks like the uh the halloween costume version of what that costume is supposed to be uh and i i I just think a lot of it looks silly and maybe maybe that's maybe that's what it you know like that is what the movie is supposed to be it's supposed to be super silly you're not supposed to take it seriously at all and for me it just pushed me too far in that direction I thought the <laughs> the child acting was uniformly terrible throughout the film, and uh, the wigs were unnecessarily unnecessarily bad. I was watching the the commentary for the movie Gone Girl, directed by David Fincher, and one of the first things that he talks about in that commentary is that wig technology has basically not advanced in like eighty years, <laughs> and that was the line I thought of. When I was this watching movie this definitely movie. embraces the fact that every wig looks terrible, so let's just have fun with this one terrible wig for Mira and it for just, other folks. It just too, you didn't so yeah. it didn't need to be terrible. Like you could you could have <laughs> not done that, and it's still you know it it just reminds me that I'm watching uh, what, in my opinion, is a bad film. Uh, but if you throw all notion of decency and quality out the window, <laughs> I mean, no love for the action and Dave, embrace like, the camp. On. And embrace the camp. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I, I mean, it, this could be an enjoyable film, but I just found it to be an assault on my senses that oh, made me man. question the nature of my reality uh, Dude, after it, watching everyone say it's a good movie. You have <laughs> expressed fondness for God of Egypt. Yeah. And yeah. you can't find any joy in this movie? Dave, we, we in our Kick-Ass 2 review, I remember you really liked that movie. You know, it seems like I this, it was okay. at least on a level of camp, on a level of camp, like, that's what it is. Like, the action, there, there's some good stuff here. 
like that opening really good big sequence yeah with nicole kidman like it, uh, after certain points the characters do look like you know video game models basically but i think the camera work's really inventive there's a big scene across sicily yes. um where so people are like jumping on rooftops and the camera goes back to follow one fight and comes back forward like there's it's just like it's really inventive in a way that honestly we don't even really see in superheroes you know uh, movies anymore yeah, you know, that's all that's all kind of true. And also Jeff, you know, Gods of Egypt, um I'm just going to say yeah. it's possible I might have been lying about all that stuff. <laughs> just going to put it out there that that maybe maybe I was wrong, you know? Yeah. Maybe I was well, wrong. Maybe. I mean, at least you've come to that realization. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think my favorite part about this movie by the way is that I can at least because I'm somebody who enjoys campy fantasy movies in a way like I can enjoy this movie unironically. I can enjoy it for what yes. it is. Whereas something like Gods of Egypt, I fe- it kind of feels like sometimes we were forced to like look at how bad it is, look at how batshit it is, and I'm enjoying it on that level. I just don't like enjoying things like that. I, I want to actually enjoy it, and I genuinely enjoyed this one. All right, fellas. There's a lot to talk about in spoilers. Shall we get to it? Yeah. Uh, you guys sure. loved it. I didn't like it. You guys <laughs> match the opinion of... Uh, literally most of the world. <laughs> China seems to love it. It's barely this movie. fresh and rotten tomatoes, but I think, yeah, this is a very audience pleasing movie. Agreed, agreed. All right, well, let's move into spoilers for Aquaman starting right now. Now you're looking for the secret. Can I see this coming? No. But you won't find it because, of course, you're not going to see this coming. You're not really looking. I have been puzzling over how it works. You don't really want to work it out. Who's in the box? I have been dying to tell you. I want to tell you my secret now. You want to be. Now, I'm surprised, Dave, uh, you were bringing up silly costumes. You did not bring up uh, or talk about what was happening with Manta, which is definitely of of the week's script. Like what the biggest the casualty was that? First of all, they I, justified my, it, baby. Yeah. It's got to be bigger. They justify it. They gave us a montage as he was developing that costume, too. It's like, I, I got to go bigger. Clearly, it does not fit. One of uh, the craziest montages I've ever seen in a movie. It's amazing. It's, it Depeche was Mode, amazing. I think it was, right? That it was, was Depeche Mode, yeah. The music yeah. music across the board in this movie is fin- fantastic. I loved it. The, all the synth, the synth except, score. Is except so good. there is a Pitbull song, and it is a There's, Pitbull rendition of uh, Africa. There is and, a Pitbull yeah. rendition of I Africa that I think made me lose moment. my faith yeah. in humanity, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that, but, that, that did happen. Isn't it weird that basically uh, Black Mantis has what is Black Manta. traditionally... Manta. What I say, Mantis? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm very sick. Uh, Black Manta has what is uh, traditionally a uh, – uh, the, the hero origin story. Yeah. Like yeah. he – very sympathetic hero origin story that – Told in the worst way possible, by the way. Like just like, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, son, let's go do crime together. Oh, no. You killed my father for doing crime. I will hate you forever. Well, also also that moment when Man- – so, I mean, I'm not going to read the plot summary, but maybe we could go like through like the, the, the uh, process of the movie, right? At the beginning of the movie, uh, Black Manta goes in. He's doing crime together. His dad's like, hey, son, you finally earned this dagger. And I knew the moment he presented that dagger, that dad was dead. Right, like why are you doing this in the middle of a mission? Yeah, you can like, get me quickly. It's just my like, favorite it's so part. 
time is so my compressed. Part is, uh, yeah. is is I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. It's, no, I was just like time is so compressed, right? That yeah. that yeah. he needs to do the emotional uh, father son moment during the mission. Like they don't have time well, to set that up before. It's right. the whole setup. It's like you're my son. Uh, also, here's this thing. Also, uh, they used to call me Manta. Uh, do something with that. Yeah. My favorite well, part about him saying they used to call me Manta is that they literally arrived in a manta shaped <laughs> submarine, and the son is like. Oh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> and then, I was and then, wondering uh, why we spent so much time worrying about the look of our submarine, Dad? And now, man, that God, I really wish you told me this earlier because I just thought that was some weird affectation. <laughs> and then uh, Arthur Curry pulls a pulls a uh, Batman Begins, where he's like, "I don't need to, uh, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't need to save you," kind of thing. Then yeah. I, I just thought it was hilarious. That later in the film, uh, he's having this conversation with uh, Amber Heard's character, and she, she's, you know, she's like, "Oh, thanks so much for saving me." And he he says, uh, "Well, it's only because of me that you were really in danger." And she's like, "What are you talking about? Don't be silly." And he's like, "Well, I kind of killed that guy's dad." And she's like, "No, you didn't." And he's like, "No, I really, I really did. <laughs> I yeah, really, I really did. did. Yeah, I really, really, I really, really kind of did. did. It would have been." So trivial of me to save him. I mean, literally, it would have taken three seconds tops. <laughs> and I could have prevented this all this terrible like stuff down from like happening. A dozen people. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's weird sympathy for that character. I just don't understand. Like that. Just that scene alone in any other movie would break this movie into movie jail, guys. I just don't. <laughs> That would be screenwriter jail right there. In my I mean, the, the movie starts with screenwriter jail, right? The whole love story thing. The the final line between Nicole Kidman and Tamara Morrison uh, at the beginning <laughs> where she's like, in the ocean, uh, our tears just wash away. And uh, <laughs> what is this? He, he says, he, I, here we feel them. Here we can feel them. That's right. That's uh, right. And that's when I knew I would love this movie. Yeah. But. I also love how they basically rip off uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2's mother uh-huh. arc. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, exactly. But it it's all fun, man. It's fun. Nicole Look, Kidman I, I, being Nicole Kidman. I think Tamura Morrison is a t- very talented actor, right? But it, it just felt, like, completely implausible to me that, you know, a supermodel from the ocean would drop into the, this lighthouse and kind of fall in love. Listen, listen, Dave. Listen. listen splash. There's hope for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's Splash. It, it's basically it's Splash. The, yeah, it's I like, mean, just, just the visual of them two together, splash. it just looked ridiculous. It looked ridiculous. It just doesn't – anyway, okay. But, <laughs> but I, she fell for him because of his luscious head of hair. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Which was then gone in the later scenes. But um, yeah, but uh, I, I, I'll say this to the movie's credit is that it does understand kind of basic screenwriting structure of how to set up and then pay off. Like, hey, every mm-hmm. day he goes to the dock and then like two hours later after a massive underwater battle, I'm like, when are they going to get back to that dock thing? And it does <laughs> end with that scene. So I was like, OK, yep, you paid that off movie. Nice. Nice job. I do think the moment when Nicole Kidman kicks everyone's ass in one long continuous shot is pretty cool. You know, so you, cool. you don't get to see Nicole Kidman kicking ass that often in movies, and then she does it in a really uh, visually dynamic way in this movie with kind of like a virtual camera that you know spins around and captures but every. The camera is so much fun, and yeah. it's it does that through I think all of the action scenes too because it's a lot of them are underwater, and yeah. it, it feels like it's free floating in a way. Uh, I don't know that feels different than on land. There's, the, I mean, DaVinci already brought up the the rooftop scene in Sicily, which I just thought was such a blast to mm-hmm. watch. And 
the other underwater thing where they're on the boat and they get attacked by all those creatures for some reason, and then the, he he does the the uh, flare and goes underwater and they're all Man. after him. I will say that, that, that is genuinely like. beautiful. Like, yeah, it, amazing, yeah. amazing. It, you're talking about how these characters are gods, Jeff. I mean, that's like a that's like a Michelangelo painting that someone would have made. You know, is yeah. like all those creatures rushing after this guy with the flare. I, I saw that visual from the trailer and I said, this trailer is god awful. Like, I, I hate everything about this trailer. But I, I would be interested to see this movie just for that one visual of him diving down with the flare. Right. Yeah. And it definitely right. uh, it definitely was worth it. So, yeah. Another thing we haven't really brought up, uh, you know, this movie is not afraid to really riff on uh, Arthurian legend, basically, because his name's Arthur Curry. Yeah. He pulls a trident from the stone, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. whole thing. Like, it's it's very much that. And this is probably the best King Arthur riff we've had uh, since Men in Tights. Yeah, and we're kind of uh, we're kind of inside a, an Indiana wait, 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 Jones. Men in tights. Men in tights was uh, Robin Hood. Oh, sorry, Robin Hood. Uh, what, what am I, <laughs> I think for you're King referring Arthur? to Guy Ritchie's King Arthur, which is also uh, a great. I, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> yeah, um, but we like take a sidetrack into an Indiana Jones movie for a little while, yeah, and that's yeah. super fun. And I mean, this movie's just having a blast. It's it's all the money is on the screen. Like it's it's. <laughs> throwing money around it's like big and bombastic and crazy i mean the whole idea that the movie's like we got to go to sicily i'm like what aquaman <laughs> okay. needs to go to sicily okay <laughs> you know what i thought was interesting was that there was a couple of moments when james wan's horror film uh kind of uh pedigree uh, mm-hmm. came into the picture and it happened during that Sicily section uh, because what you, you have uh, it's interesting because you have these uh, uh, aqua people who some of them can't breathe air right they're not amphibious and so uh, they need to come to land via these suits that have all this water in them right uh, yeah, so that the, their faces cool are covered with water right basically spacesuits yeah, yeah yeah they're basically spacesuits but with water in them and there's a moment in that Sicily scene when I don't remember if it's uh, if it's Mira or or Aquaman like breaks the face of one of those suits and, and like cuts off yeah. one of their arms and the guy just starts like choking on air and it's like one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen is this like <laughs> human looking guy choking yeah. breathing air and then he just the cuts away and you never his... find out what happens to that guy. <laughs> that's yeah. not the one where he sticks his head into the toilet. No, different guy. That's different a... guy. No, different guy. Yeah. But, Which, by know, the way, that guy that. is is uh is what's his name from uh um oh <laughs> that show. I'm very sick. I don't know what you're what's going it's on okay. right now. It's okay. <laughs> there are a lot of Barry, great actors. From Barry. Betty, Betty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the guy it's the dude from Barry, the best character from Barry. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I, I yeah. What's that no, guy's name? Hank? Noho Hank? Yeah, yeah. No Ho Hank. Oh, yeah, man. it was. It was totally him. Anthony Kerrigan? Is that Anthony Kerrigan? Yeah. He was great. He had a little teeny bit part, but I was like, <laughs> I, I recognize you under all your amphibious makeup. Yeah. The, the toilet guy. You're yeah. Toilet oh, guy. Oh, man. He, he really has been uh, humiliated on screen a lot. He's, this not, year. he's <laughs> not showing up in the credits, Jeff. Uh, that's like, him. In IMDb. I'm oh, really? I'm going off my gut. I think that was him. Uh, Okay, <laughs> I don't, I don't see him yeah, in there. Like him. <laughs> um, let me let, I mean, let me but... check his IMDb page. But uh... <laughs> well, one thing I, I can mention, by the way, uh, speaking of James Wan's horror pedigree, there are a lot of like surprise explosions. Yeah. I think in this movie, maybe maybe too many. Maybe like stop at like three because after a point, it seems like almost every scene transition between like a calm scene to action scene 
had to happen because of a surprise explosion. So, you know, that, that's one thing. One big downside to this Yeah, movie. um, hey, Jeff, uh, Anthony it Kerrigan's broke. definitely not in Aquaman, so... If you, could be- if you believe IMDb, what do you believe? IMDb or me thinking that's true? Um, yeah, Let's I mean, believe. I think, Let's believe. I think you just kind of actually insulted Anthony Kerrigan by thinking he was in the movie. <laughs> it You're looked like, like He was yeah, that I huge, was... ugly sea creature that stuck his head in the toilet. <laughs> oh, I realized he was under a lot of digital makeup, but I... It you keep, like saying, him. I you keep talking like it's actually him in the movie. <laughs> I was very excited to see him in this movie. I'm a big fan of him. <laughs> I agree. He's I was amazing. just so glad he got some work in this movie, which he's definitely in. <laughs> okay. In your fan edit, that's him. That's him. <laughs> in, your, in, in your head canon, that's uh, it's Andy <laughs> Kerrigan in the movie. Uh, okay. So let's see. Anything else we want to talk about? Oh, oh hey. So uh, there's <laughs> this article over at Vulture. By Nate Jones. Uh, And I'm going to just read the the first few sentences here. He says, This December, Julie Andrews makes one of her periodic returns to the cinema in a colorful studio sequel that features magical adventures, memorable musical choices, and a scene where a woman descends from the sky. I'm talking, of course, about Aquaman, in which Andrews voices the pivotal role of Carathon, a tentacled creature who guards a watery MacGuffin that our hero must obtain if he sure. wants to become master of his damp domain. Without getting into spoilers, the Carathon has three main character traits. She's very big, she's very old, and she absolutely hates that Aquaman is not a full-blooded Atlantean. Yes, that's right. Julie Andrews chose to voice a racist sea monster in Aquaman <laughs> instead of making a cameo in Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, spoiler for that, though, but spoiler. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she's basically the lady in the lake in this, except it's a giant sea monster, and I'm here for it. And I'm she's totally racist down with too. Don't forget that she's racist. Totally racist. Yeah, but she learns she learns to be less racist by the end of that sequence. Yeah, because because uh, he's the chosen one. Because, because he can talk to uh, her for some reason, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She usually gives a monologue, and no one understands what she's saying. <laughs> Yeah, like, how does that version, you know, like, Nicole Kidman didn't say, hey, I've tried to get this thing a bunch of times, but every time I try, she, I just, this huge sea creature just barks a lot of nonsense at me. <laughs> you know, like. I just how- like the fact that she's game to try every time. She explains what's going on and just assumes that they don't understand what she's saying, but she's always going to say it. And then this is the first time the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I get that. And she's like, what? what? <laughs> She's she's just repeating the monologue every time. <laughs> also, you know, Nicole Kidman, I'm just going to say uh, again <laughs> in my continuing complimenting of her, of her looks, did not look like she had endured 20 years in this like netherworld. Uh, it was just her hair. Completely alone. Yeah, it I mean, looks yeah. like she's endured 20 years in our netherworld because she has. She was married to Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's right. She looks as young as she did then. So, you know, it tracks. It's true. I watched uh, I was, I watched English Patient recently. Don't ask why. And uh, there was a trailer for Cold Mountain in it. And I swear to God, Nicole Kidman looks exactly the same in that movie, which was made 15 years ago, than she does today. It's pretty yeah. incredible. But uh, yeah, other than the terrible wig, it, 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 my mind is just struggling to grasp that this woman has been lost in this. Like, what has she been doing for 20 years? If you She's were been making alone... that badass armor from <laughs> yeah. like the scraps of other people who've died, basically, it is badass armor. It just it, you you would kind of go insane, you know. Like you would, your mind would be a different. Like look at Castaway; that guy was gone for like however many years. I mean, it's it's not nearly as bad as Michelle Pfeiffer in Ant Man. Yeah, that's you know? true. Like she had way longer yeah. to h- yeah. hang out in a way. She was less in a much weirder area. place too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I guess uh, you know both of these people would have gone insane. But I guess it's a testament to their fortitude that they uh, 
were able to survive with their minds intact. Um, so, anyway. I mean, and, that the whole mom is okay and has been surviving on her own is a cool warrior trope is, I'm realizing, has is, is been pretty big in the last <laughs> the couple thing. of years. Well, yeah. it's, it, not only that, but I think I, I, you know, I, that the, the, it usually accompanies the trope of we must do what we can to let this man be the best man that he can be, right? Which mm. is, uh, it's been played out at this point, right? That, that it's, yeah. it's, just, it's usually, yeah, mom is warrior trope and then comes back and then... Um, and then, but like, even though she is far more capable and willing, far more talented, uh, it's the dude that we have to like get behind, you know? Um, she's an actual so, queen, yeah. Yeah, she's an actual queen, but no, it's it's really Aquaman's journey we're here to support. Uh, that does get kind of tired after a while. What did you guys think of the uh, huge final CG vomiting sequence uh, with all the? <laughs> Although not, creatures not to editorialize, Dave. Not, but, I'm uh, not yeah. trying to bias you in any way. What did you think of that, <laughs> that sequence there? It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Are, here's it's my question. Huge. Like, aren't we don't we usually not like it when there's hordes of CG bad guys, faceless CG bad guys facing off against other hordes of CG it faceless bad guys? It depends on how it's done, right? Yes. Like I think that's the main thing. And after at that point, this movie becomes Lord of the Rings. Uh, underwater like you know i think tonally like given everything james wan is going for here like you know, you know the stakes you know what's up you know this is like a fake war being created by patrick wilson's character to try to like consolidate power to attack the surface and all you know is like okay the, these two sides are fighting uh, i wish we had been introduced to those other weird looking the uh was it the fisher the merchant tribe or something like that uh the fisherman tribe uh i, I wish we got a little more of like who this other kingdom was uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you're just waiting until uh, Aquaman appears to save them all. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt like it's that's that, not how I anticipated this movie ending. You know, I didn't think <laughs> we were going to move into an entire war, but it, I, I thought it was kind of rad because the whole threat throughout the entire film is that they're going to attack the surface world. So I assumed there would be some sort of stopping them uh, in the middle of attacking the surface world. And it, we don't even get there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I was down for it, man. I, I, it's crazy. I, you know, I didn't love the big uh, CGI war in Wakanda in uh, Avengers: Infinity right. War. Yeah. Uh, in conceptually, but like Davinci was saying, it's all about execution. And and what do you what aspects do you think brought this execution? Uh, to the next level. Do you think it's how over the top it was or how colorful it was? I'm, just, I'm gonna just. I, I, I just want to understand. Both of those things. Yeah. I think both yeah, of those things yeah. contributed to it. It's super fun. But I also was never in the dark about what was happening. Like it was. Yeah. It was clearly. It was clearly choreographed. It was clearly executed in the sense that I. I had a sense of where everyone was, what was going on, and I. I dude, the, that shot of them kissing as the war is happening all around them. So bad at like I'm just down for the pure spectacle of what's mm-hmm. going on and 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 there's clarity in the middle of that right that we have this cool character moment as that's all happening we I know you know who, who is who and where everybody is and what they want it, it, it's you know it's yeah. it's the, the, it was the thing the I couldn't top. get out of my mind you know this this sums up a lot of <laughs> my reaction to the movie is people are dying in those explosions in the background <laughs> you know got, uh, Aquaman get back to work dude like people freaking dying left and this right this is what Dave is thinking during every <laughs> single like action movie and superhero movie yeah. and everything just like uh, okay enough, enough like, with stop this making mooching. out stop making enough out this this pe- your people are dying you know you gotta <laughs> I, like, I think 
every one of those explosions looks cool, but it, it represents yeah. another uh, sol- <laughs> you know, aqua soldier who's never going home to his kids. So you know, yeah. they're they're adult aqua people, and they made their choices. That's, that's how it they goes. They made their aqua choices. They made their water choices. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I think ultimately that scene, and like a, I think a reason why I just enjoyed this movie overall, it really shows that you know giving directors a chance, especially directors who've been proven to be successful in other franchises and in their own work, but giving directors who don't normally get the chance to direct comic book movies, you know, the, the opportunity to do something like this gets really interesting results rather than another Zack Snyder movie. We get, I think a really interesting big epic fantasy movie that nobody expected to be this fun. Similarly with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman, like, you know, she, she took chances and it's a very different looking and feeling movie than anything else in the DC universe. So I just hope they keep up with that and kudos to James Wan. Something that, uh, and let me just say also, despite my negative things about the film, I think James Wan is still an insanely talented director uh, and I, I continue to support his work. This is just not uh, my favorite piece of his work. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so uh, a few other things to to mention. Uh, I, there's just a couple. Like, do you guys have any like favorite moments from the I'll movie? I'll tell you this. I, I? I am I am straight up pissed that they spoiled the gold costume reveal no, in all no. the advertising. Yeah. Just the, the fact there's a poster with him wearing it because that moment could have landed like a wallop. It could have been so rad to find finally see him emerge in the classic Aquaman costume. And the costume looks cool. It's it's really well done. And yet they totally spoil it in the advertising of the movie. It's just such a shame. Um, yeah. I Earlier I was talking about uh, James Wan's penchant for horror movies. And there is this moment at the end of the Sicily sequence where Black Manta gets flung off the side of a cliff. <laughs> Dude, and yeah, and you're like in his face. You're in his, yeah, <laughs> there's like a GoPro shot, like basically where you're strapped it, and you see his like head get caved in, basically. <laughs> like, and you think to yourself, man, there's no way anyone could survive that. Right, that was my yeah. reaction. Was certainly sh- not a not a, he- a regular human who's not a god. Yeah, they right. showed they showed you that to reinforce that that character is dead, right? Um, Except not. But he's then, yeah, in dead. the in the po- do you guys stay through the mid credit sequence? Yeah, yeah. So you find out Black Manta's alive, and he's like, "I want to kill that Aquaman guy," which I thought was kind of anticlimactic because yeah, we already but, knew dude, that Black dude, Manta have you wanted learned to- yeah. anything. Yeah, from like this? We, we already knew that he wanted to kill Aquaman, so. Um, I guess the reveal was just that Black Manta was still alive. Sure. Uh, was also, there Randall Park around? Randall for some Park, reason. baby. Yeah. yeah. Really, really hang, hamming it up in this movie, I have to say. <laughs> he knows what movies he's in. Yeah, that's true. Dave, do that's you true. know what movie you're watching? He knows what Come movies he's, he's in more probably than I know what movie I'm watching. That's yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know the D- uh, DCU as well as I know the Marvel U, so I don't know if maybe he is a character reference that I'm supposed to get, but it seems like he might be set, it, set up for a becoming some character that mm. you know is did you important. guys stay to the end of the credits yeah. no is there another scene uh i was told no like we we actually yeah. i saw it with a i heard no yeah i heard yeah. it i saw it with a friend and we looked it up and he said according to this you know stinger website there's no scene at the end i was just like i'm getting the f out of here because <laughs> i've been here for two and a half hours <laughs> i don't want to move past that that Sicily scene too quickly though yeah. because yeah yes yeah. I love that Black Manta death moment it's insane but there are so many moments in that in that sequence that are insane I love 
her using the the wine as a weapon is so cool. <laughs> the 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 scene that we've seen a million times from you know uh, the Bourne movies yeah. through Mission Impossible movies, the rooftop chase jump where we're underneath the character who leaps from building to building. We do that here, but we've got a second character going through the walls at the yeah. same time. So fun, that so fun. cool. I, uh, I just love the moment in that fight too when you're following the Aquaman fight and then the camera just goes back and back and back and then you're following the mirror fight. Like it's just so cool. there's the visuals, there's just so much going on here, man. Like as an action set piece, I think that's one of my favorite of the year. Yeah, it, I agree. It was it was pretty good. It's definitely my favorite scene in the whole movie. So I'll give you guys that. Uh it's it's pretty good. Uh anything else you wanna we, we wanna mention? Um there's a there's a moment when Patrick Wilson straps on that incredibly silly mask and says, call me Ocean Master, which yeah. I felt yeah. Re- yeah, really summed up how silly the entire film was, right? I guess the movie, yeah, I, I mean, it really is just trying to be really silly, and I, I think it does succeed at that. Um, but I just don't, like, how seriously do we take this movie? Like not at all. I mean, right? Ocean Master not, not is a character is a character yeah. from the comic, and he looks like that. So it's 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 doing the mask from the comic book that is you know I think that's yeah. what it's doing. Yeah. It's doing I, that character. I, I do cool. think like that's the moment, like that term, like fully embracing that costume and everything. Like I, ten years ago, maybe we wouldn't have done that in a superhero movie, uh, especially if everyone's trying to be like super dark and super moody, like the Nolan movies. Whereas this is different. I think in a way and embracing the camp works sometimes and definitely worked for me in this one. Yeah, there definitely is. If you enjoy camp, I think this is a movie between the wigs. And I also think like Jason Momoa is a talented actor, but his style of acting is very different than the other people in the film, you know, and between I think that, he has talent. I'm not sure if he's <laughs> always it, it, the best actor, but he's very good. He, for he this has role, a lot right? of personality, right? Like, yes. That's, that's yeah. the thing is, yeah. like, is that like, personality can get you really far in the entertainment industry and i think he has a lot mm-hmm. of personality and it's charm too yeah it's yeah. charm He's it's personality charming. no no denying that from me um that but that said i mean i, I do think like the acting style really it, you're watching like a surfer dude you know <laughs> surfer bro. Yeah, act, yeah. act alongside like patrick wilson it's just a really weird right uh, it's just this a, is a movie odd. that also presents patrick wilson as the younger brother to jason momoa which is yeah which is kind of funny kind of funny I, they're not that far apart in age but definitely you know patrick wilson's been around long enough that you, we see him as an older guy typically. i'd love to know what's the age difference between patrick wilson and nicole kidman because i bet it isn't the <laughs> well nicole um, she's she's a supernatural being right so yeah, whatever true. She's uh, eternal. Well, Nicole Kidman also, is twelve years older than Jason yeah. Momoa. Um, yeah, she's Jason Momoa is thirty nine. Nicole Kidman's fifty one. Uh, and looks, Patrick Wilson's got to be in his forties, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And and so uh, and and she doesn't look like that much old. Like I think she's supposed to be way older than fifty one in yeah. the scenes where they find her under you know at the center of the earth or wherever the hell they are. Um, but yeah. she really she does not look. Both- she plays both younger and older than herself. She never plays her own age. She plays both mm-hmm. younger and older than herself, right? Yeah, but but she she just looks like really young. even the old, it's basically like they just slapped an old wig on Nicole Kidman and expect you to you know believe that you know this is Nicole Kidman when she's like sixty five or something. It just I love you know. I love that they literally did the uh, digital age reduction on um, 
on you know several people in the movie, but mm-hmm. they didn't do it on Nicole Kidman because you don't <laughs> like, need the to. software just doesn't work. Why yeah. nothing's happening? You know, well, you, we don't know that. They probably did something, right? We we don't know. We don't know. Uh, also, um, you know, we get the we get the Mr. Miyagi moment of you know here's the special move mm-hmm. you're gonna need. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I'll teach it to you later. Here's the crane kick. You know, it's maybe the lamest special move. Like. <laughs> You swirl it really around, fast. You swirl it around fast. really fast, and then you just wait for them to come at you. <laughs> you just wait. We'll see if they're brings them have, in. It's so it invites them to attack you. I they don't. don't have, that must they're going to have to do something eventually. Just keep spinning. <laughs> I'm going to keep swinging my arms this way. If you get hit, it's your own <laughs> it's fault. It's your own fault. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? I will say that one one aspect of that ending sequence I really liked is. It is really visual spectacular when Leviathan Julie Andrews is just absorbing yep. 50,000 missiles shot out of shark launchers, which, yeah, by yep. the way, is like an insane sentence. I know I just, just said. saying that allows like, yeah, I want to see that movie. Leviathan <laughs> Julie Andrews. Yes. Sign me up. Uh, it, it was like kind of breathtaking to see her just kind of going up against all these whatever. Yeah. I don't even remember what kind of sea creatures they were, but they were launching all kinds of shit at her. <laughs> Uh, and that was pretty impressive. So, uh, okay. Sounds like you like the movie, Dave. Yeah, it sounds like there are things you kind of enjoy. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a handful of things I enjoyed. There's a handful of things I enjoyed about the movie. I'm not gonna not gonna lie about that. Any closing thoughts? I think we gotta ra- we gotta rank the DCEU movies right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for reference, the DCEU movies we'll refer to, right, for, for, for the purposes of this exercise, uh, in chronological order, uh, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, uh, Wonder Woman, Justice League. No, no, I'm sorry. I missed Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad's in there. Uh, Wonder <laughs> Woman, it- Just- Justice League, and Aquaman, right? So those six movies. Uh, what's our number one movie out of those six movies? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Jeff? It's actually a good movie. Yeah, I, like a, a multiple levels, but yeah. I, I'm tempted to put Aquaman above Wonder Ooh. Woman. It's because Wonder Wonder Woman is very good, and I loved it. But it didn't have a terrible script, which is kind of nice. It but, did but have the a villain was weak, very bad. Pretty yeah. weak third act. Yeah, that, that yeah. last third act is is the villain was very bad. But the love story in Wonder Woman, I would say, is far mm-hmm. better than the love story in Aquaman. Right? I agree. Yeah, with that's that. I agree like with that. you really kind of. I think. It, whether you agree with the decision to make Chris Pine's character a central part of that character's life, the movie did a good job of selling it, right? Yeah. And, and I, I think that's that. to its credit. So, uh, okay. So that's our number one. What are we – like whatever our number one is, you know, if, if your number one is Aquaman, then your number two is probably Wonder Woman, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, those two, I'm having a hard time deciding which one's number one. They're both, yeah. I think, pretty darn good. Okay, so that leaves... Me, my number two would be Aquaman, or Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman, right? So that leaves Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League, and Suicide Squad, right? Uh, I, I, there's a big gap here. And then, yeah. And I yeah. put... Uh, and then I, I would probably put Justice League next. Really? Um, yeah. It, it's Jesus. either that or Man of Steel. Jesus. Um, I, I, I'm, like, I'm in shock that you'd put... In my opinion, Man of Steel, not the greatest movie, but far better than any of those other movies. Well, the it's first, at least trying something, right? The first yeah. act of Man of Steel is very good, I think. I think you, the you mean when act, Kevin Costner says, don't save people? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up to that moment. Literally, that's the moment where the movie just goes to, to hell. Yeah. Um, okay. But, uh, but like, the, there's, a, there's a fun kind of first act of Man of Steel... Uh, but I think Justice League has, 
characters I'm more having a good time with and some sequences that are pretty, and I mean, it is, it's a bad movie, but, um, it I mean, has we're, a more we're, fun tone. Yeah. yeah. We're in, we're in the realm of bad movies now. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, why don't you run down the rest of yours? So like, okay. So here's what I'm, I, I think I'm, I, I think, I think just barely Aquaman then Wonder Woman, but it, those two could switch places. Uh, and then justice league, man of steel, Batman v Superman, then like a ham sandwich and like a rainy day looking out the window, <laughs> and then like Suicide Squad. Are you saying you don't like uh, ham sandwiches and rainy day looking out the window? No, I'm saying I put just looking at a ham sandwich above Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Devinder Hardware, what about you? Uh, yeah, that's tough. Uh, I, I'd probably go for Man of Steel as number three, too, just in terms of what that movie tried to do. I remember the anticipation for it, so that's all part of the enjoyment for me. Uh, then Justice League, then Batman vs. Superman, and way, 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 way at the bottom is Suicide Squad. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go a different path, guys, okay? I'm going to say, right, number one is Wonder Woman, number two, Aquaman. Okay, so let me pause there and say I'm still putting Aquaman as number two, right? So, like... <laughs> Even though I didn't like it, even though I, I thought it was bad, like for for me, we're already in the realm of bad movies, okay, <laughs> with number two. But it is up there in the DCEU, okay? Uh, number three, uh, Man of Steel, right, which uh, is also pretty bad, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it, at least visually has a, a great, uh, you know, what have you. There's some good action. <laughs> has a great, look, great some good what fight. have you. <laughs> has a great, a great what have you. You shouldn't even have the will to fill it. <laughs> couldn't even get up my thesaurus for that one, Jeff. <laughs> it has a great dot dot dot. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Number four, I'm gonna put. It's either Suicide Squad or, or Justice League. Um, really, either. Really, and I'm Suicide gonna Squad I'm gonna say Suicide Squad. Movie. I'm gonna say Suicide Man. Squad, and here's why: Suicide Squad is a god awful movie. <laughs> but it is a terrible movie that I never wish to revisit. But um, Will Smith and Margot Robbie, I do think that they, they do make a good – they have great chemistry. I like them in Focus, which is a movie that not very many people enjoy. I like them in Focus. Uh, like them in Suicide Squad. You're just putting this hey, movie up what are you on doing? because you liked another movie that had the same actors in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Will Smith has like a lot of charisma and he plays a, and, and despite how terrible his character is in this, this movie, that charisma still carries over. And that's going to put that movie. Squad is good because focus was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then after that, I'm going to say Justice League. Now, here's the thing. Zack Snyder is never going to – or will never get enough credit for the following, which is that he cast Gal Gadot and, uh, and Jason Momoa as you know, Aquaman and Wonder Woman. I mean that, mm-hmm. that single de- – or those, that pair of decisions uh, you know, it was hugely impactful to the DCEU. And as a result, has resulted has resulted in two at least financially successful movies, and one of them was good, right? So, uh, gotta give gotta give Zack Snyder credit for that decision to cast those two people. I mean, his um, casting across the board is in- incredible. I mean, Kevin Costner as Pa Kent, uh, Amy Adams as as Lois Lane. These are inspired choices, which makes the the 
terribleness of the movie even the more heartbreaking because you had all the dominoes set up and you just knocked them over wrong. Yeah, 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 indeed. Uh, so Justice League is a really bad attempt at an Avengers movie. It, it's like it's like Bizarro Avengers if the Avengers was completely unenjoyable, right? Uh, awful, god awful villain. You know, don't give a crap about any of these people who they're bringing together. The visual style looks like, like the color palette looks like someone took Zack Snyder's work and added a ton of orange into it for some reason. Uh, it's an ugly film, uh, and it, it's just as completely unremarkable as a piece of blockbuster filmmaking. So uh, that's my number five out of six. And then way at the bottom, uh, <laughs> you're saying a ham sandwich. I would say you know getting a paper cut on my face, you know, <laughs> getting kicked in the growing, um, getting my uh, uh, getting punched in the nose, and my nose broken. And then way down there at number six, Batman v Superman. For the following reason. Not only is that movie an incoherent mess uh, that's way too long, but I, I think the thing that is unforgivable about that, about that movie is it ruined those characters for a generation. Yeah, right? you're right. That you're right. for all the kids growing up today, you know, like w- when we grew up, we had Christopher Reeves' Superman to yeah. grow up with. And uh, that's an inspiring, you know, those movies weren't perfect. Specifically, three and four were pretty rough. But Superman remained an aspirational character, truth, justice in the American way, um, someone we could look up to, someone we could pretend to be. You know, Jeff, I, I think some people mocked you when you said this during our review of Batman v Superman, but it stuck with me. Things that you guys say stick with me after the review sometimes. And you were saying, something you said during that review was, isn't this a... Isn't this a character that kids like to wear on their underoos? <laughs> That's what you said about yeah. Superman. You said, "Isn't this someone? Isn't this someone who children like to be? You know, who, who children like want want to look up to and, and want to play with with, with with their action figures and stuff." Yeah. I, I, can you imagine showing your kids Batman v Superman and being like, you know, buying them Superman action figure and like play with this? Like, I can't. I, do I, that. I couldn't agree more with you, but I think that damage was already done in Man of Steel. I mean, I think it was exacerbated much worse. Like, it reached its fruition. It, you know, it's reached its logical conclusion in Batman v Superman, right? Yeah. Man of Steel, like, yes, he, you know, there was some, some rough stuff in that movie, but uh, Batman v Superman, I just think, is completely irredeemable. As, no, yeah. Bat- as, Superman is, is a monster that needs to be destroyed and, and is a, a yes. terror a terror <laughs> that needs to be contained. It's, yeah, and Batman, Batman is, the, is the, you know... Um, fascistic uh force that's going to to destroy him you know um and the uh, paranoid fascism right is what yeah anyway justice league continues that idea it's 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 a crazy it's crazy that that's the take for as you said an entire generation on superman is that he is to be feared yeah yeah um so really disappointing and it's still not as bad as Suicide Squad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying, Suicide Squad is barely a movie. That movie yes. is like, it, it is music cues uh, <laughs> smashed together with dialogue, and then we cut randomly between different things. Like, <laughs> and text uh, over I, the screen to tell you yeah, who's who. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. N- who's n- the one guy who shows up for like 30 seconds? 
I don't remember. Oh, uh, oh. the guy like this is uh, <laughs> the guy who can climb walls, right? Yeah, yeah, the guy who can climb walls. I don't yeah. remember what his name is, like Anchor or something like that. This oh, is God. like he, the, the guy who can climb walls, and then he shows up and he dies twenty twenty seconds later. Yeah. But lest we lest we forget an entire sequence introducing a whole team with <laughs> names on the screen and telling us who they are, and they play no part in the, in the script at all. Oh man. Oh my. Where's God. Uh, by by the way, Aquaman kind of does that at one point where they're having that uh, that fight and uh th- there's a like scoreboard somewhere in the water oh, yeah. liquid display it's like uh, uh king or pros la 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 cons aquaman no pros all cons but it, yeah. it is like a fun tongue-in-cheek like oh you, you would see this in something i, I don't know like it, and it was yeah it was like his uh <laughs> his, his name was the half breed <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm going to say this too, guys. You know, you guys are making good points about Suicide Squad and and Aquaman, but I'm going to say that I'm still going to go with Batman v Superman. Let me let me throw a couple of other other things into the mix, okay? For why this is the worst movie of the DCEU. Um, Point one: uh, Martha. Right? Need more (laughs) be said? Uh, This is one of the worst (laughs) moments in comic book films. Ever, I would say, I would say ever. Like against any Marvel film, any you know pre Marvel film, like the Blade movies, you know, like any yeah. <laughs> um, Spawn, like, my go to for <laughs> the Catwoman, <pre>, Catwoman, <laughs> right? Like it is up there with any of this is up there with the basketball scene in Catwoman, right? In terms of like, yeah, this is one of the worst, cringiest, most s- smug, self-satisfied moments <laughs> in the history of, of comic book films. Okay, so that's that's one thing. Here's uh, here's another thing that Batman v Superman spawned. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut, which in my opinion yeah. is uh, indicative of all that is, is awful with toxic fandom today, right? That it is this idea that like, A, this thing doesn't exist, right? So like people are longing after something that doesn't exist. And then and then there's this kind of entitlement of, like, we should be able to have this, right? Um, which is not as bad as some of the reactions to The Last Jedi, but it's, like, kind of very much trending in that direction. So I rest my case. <laughs> the defense I mean, rests, Your Honor. It's pretty good. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, I'm not going to argue that Batman v Superman is any good whatsoever or should be watched by humans. But Suicide Squad is incoherent. It falls apart on the on the most basic level. At least Batman v Superman falls apart on a on a more complicated level, right? It, yeah. yeah, yeah. At least it falls apart on a more complicated level. Batman v Superman also doesn't destroy like give us a Joker that's who's just like terrible, basically. Like uh, it's randomly sexist too as a movie. Suicide Squad is at least Batman v Superman. I think follow. It, it, does, it doesn't matter what you think about the mythology they laid out in Man of Steel, but I think it at least followed onto that in a in an interesting way. There there was potential there to do something interesting. You know, of course Superman has big fights. Of course it has repercussions with the general public. Like has seeing that cost is kind of interesting, much more than anything in Suicide Squad. All right, folks. Well, spirited debate, there's no right <laughs> answer of how to rank these movies. Sure. Um if you are going to write into a, a, a slash filmcast at gmail.com about the Snyder Cut, uh, just delete that email right now no. because <laughs> that's what I'm going to do to it when it hits our inbox. So, what, yeah. What is the next DCU movie? I think the new Wonder Woman movie is coming out. Uh, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah, the 80s one. Yeah, that yep. should be good. Yeah. That should be fun. Mm-hmm. I think and, we're in an upswing. 
We're yeah, we're on a DC. You know, we're we're on an upswing. Aquaman and Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, which is probably going to be pretty good. I mean, that's going to be. Uh, I I do think that unless they release like more of these movies that do very well, the idea of a kind of Justice League uh, reunion is pretty uh, remote right now. Right. Well, I guess I get we lost our Batman and our Superman actors, right? So that's kind of out anyway. Yeah, yeah. There okay. is that Batman movie coming from uh, what's his name, Plan the Apes guy, Matt yeah. Reeves. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I'm excited about it because of him. But yeah, who do we? There's no Batman. There's that, a new right? Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie coming out next Jeez. year. Too, I think, right? Yeah. We don't know what that is. That's a whole thing. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the DCU is not dead, and we're getting but... a we're getting a Suicide Squad too, right? I think there probably has to be after the first one made so much uh, money. Yeah. Um. So. The DCU is not dead by any means, but I think like it's definitely happening in a form that it's if you can call the masterminds uh, didn't envision, right? <laughs> that, that it's they're, they they're focusing on just making good individual films now, uh, and I hope they continue to do that. So, what if we made good movies? New strategy, indeed, indeed. All right, that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode of the podcast, gentlemen. Yeah, uh, it's been. A fun podcast. It's been a wild year. It's been a year. Mm-hmm. It's been a year. Um, and hopefully everyone listening got through it okay as well. Find more episodes of this podcast at SlashFilmCast.com. Email us at SlashFilmCast at gmail.com. Our theme song comes from AdamWarrock.com. Our spoiler bumper comes from filmmaker Kyle Hillinger. Stay tuned here. We'll be discussing next week. In the meantime, Devendra Hardwar, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Devendra, and I also have a tech podcast at nomoretech.net. Let's know with a K. And I'll also be doing a CES in a couple of weeks, too, so I'll be out for that. Jeff Kanata. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff Kanata, which is spelled with two N's and one T, and I do a video game podcast. We're doing our end-of-the-year stuff. Uh, the next episode will have our top fives there, so check that out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can find that at 5by5.tv slash DLC. Find all of my stuff at DaveChen.net. Subscribe to get emails from me at DaveChen.net slash letters. Next week, we'll be talking about our top five, uh, top 10 films of 2018. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get some honorable mentions in there, some biggest disappointments in there, and other categories that I think you will enjoy. So uh, subscribe to the Slash Filmcast. Stay tuned. You'll hear it all on this feed. Thanks for listening. Have a happy new year. We'll see you next week.